welcome to This Side of 50 with your host, me, Milton K. Smith. Well, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. This is Milton. Thank you and welcome to This Side of 50. Thank you so much for streaming and downloading or subscribing to this podcast. Uh, it's really appreciated. Listen, drop me a line when you get a chance at mks at miltonksmith.org. Let me know your comments. Tell me how good, how bad, how whatever you think about the podcast, all right? Listen, um, I got a topic here I want to talk about. Uh, we call the podcast This Side of 50. And the reason is because I feel uh, at this point in my life I've gained some knowledge, some wisdom, and some understanding about certain things. And I feel a need, a desire, or pro- probably I just want to talk <laughs> and share that with other people so that possibly they won't make the same mistakes that I made or go into certain situations without the proper information or wisdom um, before they make decisions that are going to be um, impactful to their life. So this uh, this particular podcast, as, as you've seen in the description, uh, we're going to talk about some lessons I've learned from divorce. I've been divorced, fortunately only been divorced one time. Uh, one time is more than enough. Uh, amen. <laughs> But uh, I learned some things throughout the years uh, from my first marriage, my divorce, and now into my second marriage, which has been going strong for 23 years, um, which is a plus, right? But total, I've had about 32 years of marriage, um, of marriage experience. Um, I've often said to people, especially in in the onset of my second marriage, I, I really can't give you advice on how to stay together, but I definitely can tell you what you can do if you want to get a divorce, right? <laughs> so now I feel like here we are 23 years later. I can tell you some things that, number one, are going to help you stay together. Number two, help you make a good decision before you decide to be together, right? Because uh, you don't want to waste time. You don't want to um, waste your efforts, uh, you know, if you don't have to, right? If you don't have to. So I, I'm saying you should think about uh, what you're going to do You should have some good advice Some good information So that you can make a good decision Right And I, I was I was Trying to find a good word I didn't want to say Waste your efforts Or waste your time Because um, that sounds so Bad So mean I guess Especially when it comes to marriage But I think you'll understand What I'm saying If you've ever been through a divorce um, You realize that you can lose Some valuable time uh, Time that you can't get back And if you just had uh, A little more guidance then you might not have wasted so much time or you might not have damaged yourself or the other person or even your children, which is all those things that you have to think about, especially uh, when you have a family, you have a marriage, and then that marriage is about to dissolve, right? So anyway, um, I call this Lessons I've Learned from Divorce. I got a book that's coming out soon called This Side of 50, and this is going to be part, this is one of the chapters in that book. So when it comes out, it's going to be an ebook form and also hard copy, limited hard copies. Uh, I want you to purchase it. We'll have some information. Uh, maybe on Patreon, you might can get a, a snapshot uh, of the of the uh, PDF or something like that. 
Um, if not, you know, we'll work it out on Amazon where you can purchase and download the book. It's going to be called This Side of 50. You should be able to remember that, right? Well, here's one of the chapters. I'll give it to you now. We'll talk about it for a little bit. And over the next few weeks, next few episodes, I'll probably share some of the chapters with you, some lessons I've learned just to help you out, right? Well, here's number one. It says this, what you do not like at 21, you will not like at 26. So I'm going to jump right in in this. I got married when I was at 20, 21 years old, uh, got divorced when I was like 26 years old, 27 years old, somewhere along in there, maybe 28. I can't recall. Now, I think it was 28. I think at age 26 is when things um, started looking kind of uh, downhill or whatever the case may be, or uphill, however you want to call it, right? So what you do not like at 21, you will not like at 26. You will not get used to what you do not like, right? You may tolerate it for a period of time, but eventually you're going to get tired and then you'll become frustrated and quit. That's the first thing. So if you're about to, um, if you're in a relationship and you're thinking about marriage and there's something about that partner that you're not happy with now, you have to ask yourself if that particular thing never changes, are you going to be okay? Because I can guarantee you as number one says, there's about nine nine points here. As point number one says, what you don't like right now, you won't like later either. You may learn to tolerate it, but sooner or later you're going to get frustrated. One morning you're going to wake up and you're not going to want to put that mask on and play that game. And that's when it's all going to hit the fan, right? So what you don't like at 21, you're inevitably not going to like at 26. Here's, here's number two, a second point. A good bedroom does not make a good house. A good bedroom does not make a good house. A relationship has to be built on much more than sex. I'll say that again. So take this from your uncle. Take this from your pop. Take it from your, your grandpa. Whatever you want to call me. But a relationship must be built on more than sex. Much more than sex. There must be a foundation of friendship and communication for the relationship to withstand the test of time. So write that in somewhere in your brain. I know, you know, you may be having fun doing all the extracurricular things, but you have to realize that a good bedroom doesn't make for a good house or whatever. A good hotel room doesn't make for a good house. No, I'm not trying to get in your business. No, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm trying to give you some wisdom. Don't calm down. I'm trying to give you some wisdom. Just you got to think past the fun and games, right? Because uh, as soon as you become married, once the relationship um, becomes committed uh, and becomes permanent or as it should be permanent uh, things change not so much in the bedroom but life hits and all the fun and games start and you got to deal with problems and you got to make sure then that you all have good communication skills that you are friends and all those kind of things uh, I was talking to someone today uh, matter of fact it was my youngest daughter and I say loving someone is easy but liking them is a day to day challenge right I can love someone and not like them you can think about that. You can love a lot of people, but you may not like them because to like someone means that I'm able to deal with them on a daily basis, minute by minute, hour by hour, second by second, week by week, that I like who you are. Mm, think about that. Do you really like the person that you're with? Just a thought, right? Here's number three. Now, you got to grab these because this particular episode may not be that long. I normally talk for a while, but, you know, I want you to be able to hear this and replay it. It'll catch you and you you have some time, right? Number three, point number three, be sure you are attached to the right vision. No one can choose your vision for you, 
Make sure the criteria that you are using uh, for your vision is your thought process and not someone else's. Don't let that partner, don't let another person give you your vision. You have to have your own vision for yourself, right? So make sure the criteria that you're using to see your vision, all the parameters that you've set, all the things, the plan that you have for your life. Everybody listening to me, you should have a plan for your life. You should have a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, a 15-year plan. I learned that when I was a sophomore uh, in college, uh, Professor Mack, Virginia State University, a uh, wonderful professor, he had us uh, prepare a five-year plan and a 10-year plan. And, and we, should, we, were, we were supposed to update that, you know, as we reach those uh, milestones Benchmarks in our lives We'll upstate, up, update those uh, For the next five And the next ten Or whatever the case may be But you should have a plan For your life You should have a vision For your life And that vision should be Your vision Not someone else's You cannot live like no. Do not allow someone To vicariously live through you And don't you live Vicariously through someone else In other words Live your own life And do your own thing Right Here, Here's, here's point number four Make right decisions and avoid right now decisions. You got to ask yourself if the decision you are about to make will be a good decision tomorrow. Will it be a good decision next week? Will it be a good decision next month? Will it be a good decision next year? Will it be a good decision uh, when you think about it when you're old and gray? <laughs> will you look back and say, man, I shouldn't have made that decision? And I know you're saying you can't see that far ahead, but what I want to get you um to think about really is the decisions you're about to make. Is it going to be a, is it a right now decision or is it a right decision? Right decision. Too many times uh, I think we make right now decisions that seem right at the moment, but come tomorrow when we wake up the day after, we realize it was the wrong decision. So never make decisions when you're highly emotional. Don't make permanent decisions over temporary events, right? You got to make sure that when you make that decision, whatever it is, but especially when it comes to relationships um, and, and things of that nature, you want to make sure that the decision you are making is not only right for right now, but it's going to be right for next week, right? Don't wake up and go, man, I wish I wouldn't have did this. All right, here's number five. Never take unused advice. Now, I, I, I've said before, you all know I'm a pastor there's a story in the Bible about David and Goliath and David, um, his brothers, he's, you know, they're part of Israel, the tribe of Israel. And at that point, the king of Israel was Saul and Goliath was of the Philistine nation. So they were in a battle, right? And Goliath has killed everyone and the army of Israel. They're kind of cowering behind um, their, their shields, whatever the case may be. David comes up. You know, says, who's this uncircumcised Philistine that dare defies the army, uh, the people of God, the army of God. And he says to Saul, I'll go out and fight him. You know, I'll go fight Goliath. And Saul says, hey, take my sword and shield. And David, uh, if you know this biblical story, says no. He takes his little slingshot and his little stones, goes out, kills the devil, kills the, well, the devil, kills the uh the giant, right? <laughs> Kills the giant. Who was the devil of that day, right? For them, he was giving them the devil for sure. Uh, and I tell you that story because I think it's interesting that sometimes people would give you advice to use that they have not used themselves. And that's pretty much what, what happened there. Saul is going to say to David, hey, you use my sword, use my shield, use my armor. 
Well, if your armor and your sword and your shield is so good, Saul, King, why are you not out there using it? So never take unused advice. When someone gives you advice, ask them if they have tried their advice and what was the outcome. If they tell you they have not tried it, then don't you try it either. Let them try it first. Allow them to do the clinical trials on their, on their advice. And then when they've done those trials, ask them what was the result. So that way you know if it's a good decision. If it doesn't work out for them and it's their advice, you can be certain it's not going to work out for you. If they, are, if they are giving you the if I were you advice, they have not tried that. You know, if they have given, they're going to give you like if I were you and they haven't tried that, if I were you advice, then don't you try it either, right? If they're going to say, if I were you, and they ain't tried it themselves, then don't you try it, right? That's what, you got to think about that. Hey, if I were you, I would do such and such. Well, you're not me. <laughs> you're not me. Yeah, uh, I'm me, and you're you. And if, if you were in my position, would you actually use this advice? And have you tried it, right? These are lessons that I've learned from divorce, right? Lessons I've learned from divorce. This is going to keep you from having to pay utilities at your house and at your ex-spouse's house for a period of time. This is going to keep you from being in court. Um, yeah, being in court, having to pay court fees and lawyer fees. This is going to keep you from having your car repossessed and having your house foreclosed on and having to... Um, you know, clear up your credit reports. This, this is going to help you right here. This is going to help you <laughs> in the culture in which we live. Uh, you do know that after 10 years, they get half. They get half. Somebody's going to get half after 10 years. After 10 years, they, in some states, they can get alimony and palimony. I'm just saying. So here's some lessons I've learned. I've learned from divorce. Here's number six, right? I'm on number six. Marriage is not completion. Marriage is not completion. Completion comes from within and not from someone else. Marriage requires two 100% people. You know how people say marriage is 50-50? I disagree. Marriage is 100-100. Both people have to bring 100% into the marriage. Both people are working to make themselves and each other complete. But marriage in and of itself does not mean you are complete. It's continual, right? You continually work together. Uh, to be a, a complete unit and you continue to work on yourself to be a complete person everybody should want to be a hundred percent for the other person physically spiritually mentally you should want to be a hundred percent right I was in uh, when I was in my marriage I was not complete I'm not going to talk about the other person we're going to talk about me I was not complete I was not a hundred percent and two half people or two one-third people or whatever the case may be um, that's not a good mix, right? So lessons I've learned from divorce is that when you go into this uh, relationship, into this agreement, that you have to be complete. You have to be working on your completion, on your way to completion, or at least realize where you're incomplete at, right? So you can work on it. And then you work together to complete each other. It's called a union. Work together to complete each other. Here's number seven. Number seven. Always remember your address. Now, y'all going to laugh, but it's going to help you out. If you always remember your address, you won't wake up at somebody else's house. <laughs> you, to each his own. To each his own. Don't get mad. Stop, stop, stop. We're just talking. Lessons I've learned from divorce. If you pull in the driveway, parking lot, or curbside, and the numbers don't match the numbers on your driver's license, 
Leave. <laughs> if the where you're at doesn't match the numbers on your driver's license, if it's not the same address, you might want to leave, right? That's your headache for divorce. You're headed for divorce. No, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. You are a free person. You can do what you want to do. But if you want to avoid being down at the courthouse trying to get your life together and trying to save all your assets, then these are some lessons I've learned from divorce. Here's number eight. Marriage is a contract and there is an early termination fee. If you have a cell phone, and I know you do, especially if you got that cell phone, they call it on lease or you renting it or whatever, you making payments out of it, it ain't yours. There's a contract and there's an early termination fee. You're going to pay uh, the remaining balance of that phone if you leave that company or whatever, You if you end that contract. There's a price to pay in marriage if you decide to leave. Not just money, but time, mental and physical resources become damaged and wasted and will require repair. They will require, require repair, right? So marriage is a contract. And there's a termination fee on that contract. Yes, remember that. Hey, here's number nine. This is the last one. The only person that should know all you know about your spouse is God. There you go. The only person that should know as much as you know about your spouse is God, right? So what I'm saying is don't share business. Don't share your intimate um, discussions and all that with other people. I know you may have some mentors in your life, but everybody can't be your mentor. Your BFF shouldn't know everything about your relationship. Um, if you are a religious or a person of faith, maybe your pastor or some, maybe a counselor or something like that, if you're having problems, uh, or maybe you got one good friend that you can really, really trust, but you can't really, really, really trust everybody. You know that. Um, if you allow yourself to talk about your personal relationships, with other people, you will find yourself spouseless. Enough said about that, right? You will find yourself spouseless. So, uh, this is some lessons that I've learned from divorce. I don't know if y'all can hear my puppy back there. My puppy is barking back there, and I think uh, my puppy barks when he sees deer, right? Now, when he sees a deer, he's not going to do anything. He just barks. The deer don't even don't even say anything to him. They don't even look at him. But that's a whole nother story. So, lessons I've learned from divorce. Those are nine lessons that I've learned. I probably learned about 100, but I thought I would just share those nine with you. I thank you for being a part of this podcast family, this broadcast. This is this side of 50. A little bit different. I just want to share some thoughts, some things that I think are going to help you in life, right? Thank you for downloading, subscribing, streaming this podcast taking time out your schedule while you're driving to and from work or at your office or working out, wherever you may be, and you're listening to this guy talk, listen, write down those nine, uh, nine lessons that I learned. Try to avoid those lessons, right? Experience is not the best teacher, but it is, it is a teacher. I always say the best teacher is someone else's experience. So listen, let my experiences teach you so that you don't have to deal with them, right? You don't have to... Uh, have those experiences of your own Listen, I hope you have a good day My puppy's barking, barking, barking I gotta go get him now I think something may be wrong uh, Nah, he probably good He just sees some deer out the window I'll talk to you later You're gonna hear that outro This is Milton And this has been This Side of 50 Is what that outro is gonna say Email me your thoughts, your comments At mks 
at MiltonKSmith.org. And I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. You have been listening to This Side of 50 with Milton K. Smith. Email me your comments, your questions, your thoughts. MKS at MiltonKSmith.org. I look forward to hearing from you. I'll talk with you next time.